Welcome back to the Frothcast, a podcast about the things that make us froth. I'm your host, Hendo, and this is episode six. This episode features some exciting news in the fantasy surf world, advice on how not to date a surfer, Metal Meehan's triumphant return, and so much more. Let's boogie, my friends. Do you like drinking? Do you like Earth? You can combine all those when you crack into a cold and refreshing Juneshine Hard Kombucha. Frothcast listeners get 20% off this little liquid legend when you type IN THIS TOGETHER, all caps, at checkout. Juneshine, honest alcohol for a healthier planet. Restrictions apply. Must be 21 or older and please drink responsibly. Hello, and what is up indeed, YouTubers? We're gonna get straight into it. Yeah, how about those YouTube people who say, let's get straight into it, and then they take 10 minutes, and at the end of the YouTube clip, you're just like, I didn't learn anything, Uh, thanks, why did I watch this? And then, of course, you watch their next clip, 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 and you are down the rabbit hole, and you have learned nothing and burned eight hours. Is that just me? You guys don't do that? Anyway, welcome back to the Frothcast. Let's get straight into it. First and foremost, I'm back at Hawaii Workshop in Wailua. Let's take a look outside. It's a little gloomy out, but still beautiful. Thank you to Hawaii Workshop for having me at Hawaii Workshop on Instagram. Love the space, love the place, and love the face. So what have I been up to since I released the last Frothcast? Well, I've been surfing. I've been working on the Frothcast, and I've been here at the Hawaii Workshop making it all happen. I had some fun surfs earlier this week at Pubakea with my buddies TomTom, Brada Sturms, and Daniel. I paddled out the first day at Poops, and if you don't know where that is, do not ask. I'm not at liberty to give out spots here, but kind of looked bigger. I was paddling out, and I was like, oh, shit, here we go. It's going to be 30 duck dive set. But actually, it was a little bit slow and it wasn't super top to bottom, so I wasn't freaking out. I'll be totally honest with you guys. I'm not the best surfer of all time, right? I never claim that. I just like fun waves. You guys know me, but got out to the outside and it was actually surprisingly fun. Even though it was a little bit bigger, it wasn't super throaty. And I ended up catching a couple fun roll-ins. I got a nice left, I drew some nice lines, but you know, who am I to say? if I was nice or not, who knows? I'm just having fun out there. I've also been surfing out front of my accommodation close to log cabins. That has been very fun, but it's kind of been super crowded out here at most spots too, no thanks to myself. And is it just me or is it just crowded everywhere these days? The world may never know, my friends, but that is why we gotta practice patience and respect. So. I haven't been catching as many waves as I'd like, although last night I will say I was down at a peak where there wasn't too many people out and I was super happy to just be out there catching waves. It wasn't that great, but I was just stoked to be out there by myself basically and catching a good amount of waves. Also, the other night when I was out at Logs, guess who was out? That's right, none other than the two-time Hawaiian world champ, John John Florence. I didn't realize that until he was basically one foot away from me paddling by because my eyes are so shit these days that I was like, that guy looks like he's ripping. And yeah, of course it was John. I was in on the beach watching him catch a few waves. And if you're wondering, he is in form. He was throwing down two beautiful 
carves with lovely lines and arcs, signature JJF style. What do you guys think? Is he going to take it out this year? Is this going to be three for him? And what do you guys think about the world title this year? You think it'll come with an asterisk? I don't think so. I think when it comes down to world titles, years as we know all change, right? So whoever is surfing the best that year, no matter how many events there are, I think should be the best surfer, unless there's something like two events. I think it's got to be upwards of five plus. What do you guys think? I don't know. But yeah, it was cool to see him out there. Uh, he was out the following day on his hydrofoil. Those things look like they give your legs a great workout. I have never tried one before, but looks like they go fast. Looks like they enjoy it. He was out there with his brother. Shout out to Nathan. Congratulations on your wedding. I hope your wife knows she got a player for life and that's no bullshitting. Just kidding. But uh, yeah, congratulations to you guys. And very cool to see them all out there ripping and enjoying their local break. What else we got? We got Thanksgiving coming up this week. Maybe it just happened. Maybe it's about to happen. Maybe it was a month ago. Who knows when I released this thing. But regardless, it might be an interesting Thanksgiving this year, right? Seeing as though COVID's still going on, cases are getting worse, there are curfews in effect in certain states and counties, it's going to be a different Thanksgiving. But that's not to say that we don't have things to be thankful for. I think we always can find something to be thankful for. I know a lot of you are tired of this pandemic and the fatigue is setting in, but we got to remain smart. We got to stay in our pods. We got to put the mask on. And you know what? If we don't get to see our family this year, definitely sucks. I feel your pain. I haven't been with my family the last like 10 or 12 Thanksgiving since I've been out here but I have grown to find family and friends out here. And for that, I'm always thankful. This year might be a little bit different. So if we can just try to look at the simple things that we're thankful for, that would be a start. Did you wake up today? Are you breathing? Do you got a heartbeat? Can you hear the birds? Do you hear the beach? Do you hear the wind? Did your neighbor not turn on the weed whacker at 5 a.m.? Those are all things to be thankful for, right? Do you got a surfboard? Are you in the ocean? Do you like music? Did you get food? Are you wearing clothes? Those are things to be thankful for. I myself am extremely thankful for my family and friends. Cliche as it sounds, their unconditional love, support, and inspiration is truly invaluable to me. And I wouldn't be here in front of this mic without them. So what are you thankful for, my friends? Phantom poops? Closeout barrels? Purple sex wax? Neapolitan pizza, the miracle of electricity, surely there is something that you're thankful for. I, of course, am also super thankful for all you guys taking the time to sit and listen to me rant and talk in these freakish Indonesian tongues. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. I am very, very thankful for you. A massive thank you from the bottom of my fart. Uh, I mean heart. As we navigate this year's Thanksgiving and the weeks to come, why don't we navigate some Frothcast updates? Here we go. So I was going to update you guys with some songs about being thankful and songs that say thanks or gracias, but kind of thought that was a bit cliche. And I've decided to transport you all here with me and update you with songs that remind me of Hawaii, some island reggae, some Vibes. 
Sorry if that was a little loud there. So without further ado, here are my top three tunes of the week. First up, we got Ain't No Giving In by Kronix. This is an upbeat and lovely reggae song about not giving up when the going gets tough. <clears throat> it transports me to driving on the southeast side of Oahu, passing the Mokes at Lanikai Beach and taking in the breathtaking scenery. Every time I hear this song, it transports me here and it's all about good vibes. Up next, we have Everything Nice by Popcorn. A few years back, I found myself on a booze cruise with some DJ friends in Waikiki. And over the radio, this song played several times. It was slow, euphoric, halftime, and had hints of reggae, dancehall, and dub. At the time, I couldn't describe it. I couldn't even understand it. My brain was like, what is this beautiful thing I'm hearing? But now I believe that they call it dancehall reggae fusion. When you hear the lyrics and you look around, I think every teen is nice, my man. Thanks for the song, Popcon. Looking forward to more from you. And last but not least, number three, we have Heart Like a Lion by Revolution. Shout out to the IV Lords. This song especially reminds me of the good old days in Isla Vista, rocking out to house parties when they were playing songs. They were kind of coming up the same time that I was supposed to become an adult, which maybe never actually happened. It also, for some reason, reminds me of watching H3O as a kid. If you haven't seen that, it was like a cable television show all about surf contests in Hawaii. Maybe it was global, I don't know, but I really remember watching guys like Johnny Boy Gomes, Kaipo Hakias, and the Ho Brothers for the first time ripping places like Sunset Pipe to some awesome reggae style island vibe music. I remember the cool, clear water and the raw style and power that the Hawaiians impressed me with. Oh, shout out to H-Trio. Thank you for always inspiring me and shout out to all the Hawaiians for inspiring me as well. Okay, and I'm gonna throw in one more honorable mention. It is a song entitled, Let's Do It Again by J-Bug. If you don't know this song, what rock do you live under? Obviously not this one, but about 10 years ago, this song was blasting out of every car, beach speaker, and boombox on the island. If you've been to Hawaii, I guarantee you've heard it. It's an ultimate classic, and it's nice to nice to know ya. Let's do it again. Cause we did it on a one night stand. That's my best impression there of J-Bug. Thanks for that one. And those are your tunes of the week. Okay, welcome back to the health and food section. I'm your host, Casey Kasov, and uh, I just gotta say, I know I've been super serious about this section in the past with exploring health trends like manatee milk, pizza, breakfast burritos, and phantom shizzlers. So I thought I'd lighten the load a little bit this week and talk about something I actually truly love, and it's a little lighthearted. It's called meditation. Have you heard of it? You done it? Has it done you some well? I gotta say, at a time when we need it most, meditation has proven benefits in keeping us calmer, strengthening our immune system, and generally just keeping the vibes high. I actually first started meditating about three years ago, thanks to an ex-girlfriend of mine who introduced me to Headspace 
for which I am forever grateful for. So thank you so much. You know who you are. Thank you very much. And since originally using it kind of as a sleep aid, the guy on the Headspace app, he's got a nice voice. He's an English bloke that puts you into a nice gentle slumber. I later dove in and discovered that meditation is actually useful for so much more. Eventually, I tried a few other apps like Insight Timer, Waking Up, and Calm, as well as reading a few books and listening to some cosmic podcasts. We're talking Dan Harris, Arbery Marcus, Tim Ferriss, you know, all the cosmic dudes and dudettes. There are plenty of good ones out there. And speaking of podcasts, we will get into that later. But hold on to meditation for now because I now meditate every single day for at least 10 minutes using the Calm app, and I can't express how helpful it's been for me. From just starting your day off with clearing your mind or realizing your thoughts are racing, and then eventually realizing that we are not our thoughts, as well as controlling our gut reactions or calming down the mind when we need it most. I think there are so many beneficial benefits is that a double entendre, that I can't recommend this enough for you guys. If you want to get started, hit me up. We can talk about it, but I highly recommend Calm. There's plenty of features in this app. You can do the daily Calm, which has a different like 10-minute meditation every single morning. So again, I strongly urge you guys to check out a few of the apps, or maybe you just want to do it by yourself with no guided stuff. You could do that. Maybe you want to go to a class. There's plenty of those that are abiding by the COVID rules and all that. I used to actually go to Unplug on Wilshire Boulevard in Brentwood, Westwood area over by the old queues there. And they had some really cool sound baths. They had some really cool meditation classes. Hell, when it comes to cosmic stuff, my rule of thumb is I will try anything at least once as long as it's not hurting me or others. So yes, I've gotten decently cosmic, my friends. I have tried the chakra crystal thing. I have tried plenty of sound baths. I went to the Integratron out in Joshua Tree where I ended up letting go of blogger bitch Billy and meeting cosmic Carlos. That's my enlightenment period there. So I think meditation can help anyone and everyone. Just give it a shot. Give it more than one chance. Look at guys like Mick Fanning when he goes out before his heat. He's sitting there and he's doing those things with his hands, he is meditating. A lot of the surfers on tour meditate. And if you too are a cosmic warrior, hit me up and let's get cosmic, my friends. And that is the health, wellness, and food section for the week. Okay, I got zero feedback about the book section. Um, Maybe that's because I got like 50 plays in total, but guess what? We are still keeping on. We're just gonna keep going. Plays don't bother us, likes don't bother us. We're still going with the Frothcast. If you guys do like the book section, hit me up. But this is a new section as well. I wanted to give a shout out to my top five favorite podcasts that I love listening to, and they have definitely had a huge impact in inspiring me to do what I do. So without further ado, here are my top five favorite podcasts. Starting with number five, we have the Ragland Surf Report by Luke Cederman and his other mate, Luke. Luke Cederman is a pro surfer. I remember watching him in Intersection ripping. He's a Ragland loke dog. And let me tell you, he's freaking hilarious. Something about New Zealanders, those Kiwis, they are very funny from Jermaine with Flight of the Concords and Taika Waititi to this dude, Luke Cederman. They are very funny and this podcast is epic. It's all about surf. 
comedy, and surf comedy. Good on ya, Ragland Surf Report. Next up, number four is The Daily by New York Times. So for a guy like me who in the past didn't really follow up on a lot of the news stories, The Daily is great because it makes very important news stories easily digestible for people like me who don't dip into a lot of news. Michael Barbaro and crew, you're a legend. Thank you for the episodes. Always entertaining, in-depth, and insightful. Number three on the list is The Lineup by Dave Proden and WSL. Shout out Dave and Ryan Fawcett. This podcast is epic. I love how insightful it is. They have amazing pro surfer guests on there. Sometimes they have people outside of the pro surfing realm, and Dave is great at what he does. He asks fantastic questions. I have many favorite episodes of this podcast, but recently the one they had with Makua was great. He was very candid. Dave has a great way of getting people to be very candid and open on this podcast. And yeah, pretty much their whole catalog is stacked with awesome people. And so congratulations. Good job to the WSL crew on that. And number two on my favorite podcast is, of course, Ain't That Swell with Jed and Vaughn. These guys are the absolute lords when it comes to surf podcast, surf comedy, and just being unapologetically themselves. They're so authentic that, damn, it hurts. They're so good. They're so witty. They're so funny. The guests they bring on are straight up core lord legends. I remember going to the one on the Gold Coast where they had Parco. I think they had Dingo on there. They had Surfcore. It was a phenomenal event. People were going wild Aussie style, couple too many drinks that night. And ain't that swell? You guys have inspired me so much. I absolutely love this show. Thank you for all you do. And thank you for keeping it core. It's great to see, you know, a lot of people think that surfing is this buttoned up professional athletic event with sports. And yes, that is part of it. But ain't that swell dives into the other side of the core lords, the people who have these stories that will just blow your mind. This podcast is phenomenal. I highly recommend it. And that brings us to number one. Ain't That Swell was a close second, but this one for me has me laughing my ass off every single time these dudes get together. And this podcast is called This Is Important, and it's by the Workaholics crew. I mean, you have all the actors and the creator from workaholics together on a podcast. All four of them are hilarious and they are masters of not only bro comedy, but also improv. These little tangents they go on are so funny. And I swear, every time I'm walking around listening to this and laughing my ass off, people are just looking at me like, that dude's psycho. And I'm like, yes, maybe, maybe I'm cute, but psycho, but look, you gotta listen to this podcast called This Is Important. It is so funny. I think one of the standouts is episode number two, where Adam Devine talks about, <laughs> he had a stand-up set in Newport, I think, where he had a nerve to it. And he said he actually pushed out a solid log. It came out into his shorts and he took it and put it into a plant. And his set went way better than he expected for doing stand-up. And at the end, he yells out in the crowd. He's like, I just took a shit in that planter pot right there. And everyone's like, no way. And they go and check it. And this guy's like, yeah, there's a shit in there. I don't know. That just had me in stitches. All these guys are super funny. Obviously, Workaholics is one of my favorite shows. 
And this podcast is without a doubt my favorite so far from this year, as well as maybe of all time. So shout out to the Workaholics crew for making this podcast, making my days so much funnier and for doing what you guys do. I really have high aspirations of hopefully working with you guys in the future. That would be a dream of mine. I look forward to saying some weird, funny bro jokes, poop jokes with y'all. That is a dream. So hopefully we can make it happen, but good on you guys and congrats, keep it up. All right, let's chat fantasy surfing. We have some exciting news on the horizon. With the potential start of the World Surf League's first events just around the corner, professional surfing is set to return and I am frothing at the mouth. Just the other day, I was walking by pipe, checking the surf, at Gums the Beach Break, of course. And lo and behold, my eyes witnessed an erection. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. It was the erection of scaffoldings where the pipe masters usually goes down. They were erecting some sort of structure. This leads me to believe that things are in motion and professional surfing's return is very hopeful. Also in good news, WSL has just announced its fantasy surf game, which got a lovely facelift along with some new rules and features. There's a lot to dive into there, so check it out on worldsurfleague.com, but notably, now they combine both eight men and four women onto your team, which I really like because I always play both the men and women of the fantasy game, and so that gives me a bit of a leg up because I've been watching the girls shred the last couple of years and playing the fantasy game. So now that it's all combined, those who weren't watching, hey, you're gonna be left in my dust. On the other side of things, we also have some exciting news. So as you know, I always talk about two different kinds of fantasy surfing. There's the WSL platform and the Surfer Magazine platform. Unfortunately, this year we lost Surfer Magazine. Rest in peace, my friends. You had a huge influence in my life and your magazine was like the second brother I never had. I got a brother, he's a legend, but you Surfer Magazine were like an extra buddy or a brother. Thank you for all the knowledge you instilled in my head, the photos and all the contests that you guys did. And you remain to be relevant up until this year. You guys were still killing it with your social. I was very lucky to be on Surfer Jeopardy and I made it to the final day where I got knocked out by a question asking about an Irish slab, which of course I should have known. Thank you, Surfer, for letting me play and also the opportunity for letting me read and participate in all of your media throughout the years. Unfortunately, a few days ago, Surfer posted on their Twitter that their game, Fantasy Surfer, which they actually pioneered and invented in 2003, would supposedly no longer be in existence. But hold your hats, my friends, because we have some exciting news later in this section about Surfer's Fantasy Surf game. I know I normally talk about two different kinds of platforms in fantasy surfing, but guess what? There's a new dog in town and they're upping the ante for fantasy surfing. That's right, the new kid on the block, also known as Surf Ival League, is dropping in and aiming its spray right at your face. What the hell is Surf Ival League? I'm still not entirely sure, but let's give Taylor, the founder, a call and see for ourselves. What's up, Henda? How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. Just had a little surf this morning and... Uh... Yeah, just doing good. Fired up. 
Sick, man. I'm stoked that you got a couple. I'm just calling you up today, obviously, to talk about Survival League. I'll just basically preface this by saying I'm not a sports guy at all. And my knowledge for NFL basically dates back to the 2000s, where I asked my buddies the other day, does Drew Brees still play for the Chargers? <laughs> and so I don't know anything about NFL's Survivor League, so I don't really know what to compare it to. But if you could, in its simplest form, how could you describe what Survival League is all about? Yeah, so basically it's a fantasy type game, but extremely simple. So basically all you do is you pick one surfer instead of a team of surfers. And if that surfer loses in the first two rounds, of that event, you're out for the season. So if they get, if you pick Kelly Slater at pipeline and he has a shocker and it gets 33rd or 17th, you're, you're done and you cannot go on. But if you advance and let's say you go to sunset event number two, then you have to pick a new surfer. You cannot pick Kelly Slater again. Okay. So you kind of got to be strategic about each tour stop and which surfer you think will do the best at that spot. Yes. And it's, it's a balancing act because Medina is not going to have too many 17th or 13th places. So you might want to save him, but you also want to advance. So it's a little bit of a, a balancing act. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And what about, are you guys including the women on this or is that separate or? I, I haven't done, I'm a, I'm a pretty much a one man operation right now. I want to get the women involved. Uh, but I haven't set that up yet. I might, I might do that. It's a, it's a good idea, but it's, it would be separate if it was. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just saw WSL release their fantasy, their new one, and it's including both men and women in the same thing. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of the women's, the women's side. And I, I just love that it comes down to Honolulu Bay every year. And that event is just magic. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, that tour. How did you kind of come up with this concept? Are you a fellow nerdbot frother like myself with IT and websites or how did this all come about? Um, so I played a very similar uh, game, but on the, on the NFL side. And I basically watch maybe one game of, of NFL football every year. But just the fact that you can win a bunch of money and just by picking one team and then kind of shit talking with your friends really inspired me to do this. Um, there I've played fantasy before on the WSL and, and surfer sites. And I always basically halfway through the event waiting period, I'm like, wait, who did I pick? Do I have Jeremy Flores on my team? Like I just forget who's on my team. And so just the simplification of it is, is really what I'm going for. And, and my, my background is just, I'm not a, a total nerd. I, I built the it's a very simple Squarespace site, but uh, I plan to grow it and get get nerdier with it. Sick. Yeah, and I was going to say the prize purse is $1,000, which is basically 50 times the amount of the buy-in. You could get 10 Wavestorms or one Merrick for that amount. I mean, I usually in the past have ended up losing my entire buy-in, but $20 doesn't seem like that big of an invest investment. And to have 50 times back seems like a pretty good reward. Yeah, exactly. And, and Beach Grit is actually putting that award out they're they're doing the the purse money and if i get enough signups there's about 50 people signed up right now and if i get enough signups i'll definitely increase the the amount of money and also do like mid-season games so i'm not i'm not just trying to just take everybody's money and just 
and just run with it, I'm going to put it towards the the purse. Okay, cool. And then how do you go about, so if theoretically like someone who doesn't have maybe the financial means because of everything with COVID going on or someone who works at a company that prohibits or lives in a region that prohibits gambling, can people still play for fun or is it $20 buy-in no matter what? So it's, it's a, for this one, it's a, it's a $20 buy-in no matter what about the gambling. This is not a gambling site. And that's the reason why, uh, to, to kind of make it not a gambling site, you have to have the prize money up front stated and not have it to be dependent on how many people are playing. Mm. So, because then it starts to kind of be like a gambling lottery type deal. So you have to clearly state the prize money um, and then have people sign up. And then that, that makes it a fantasy game. But if you just, if, if you wanted to get some friends together and do this without the the survival league, you can definitely do it and, and play it among yourselves. It doesn't have to be for money. Okay, cool. Well, being the creator of this game, surely you have some kind of insight strategy on how to take out the year and get that case. Give us a little juice, man. What do you think? Yeah, so it's my strategy this year and I'm going to be playing it is um, you have to zig when other people zag at one point in the season because there's going to be one shocker every single uh, surfer on the top 35 last year had at least two 17th place finishes. Um, Jordy Smith and Felipe had two exactly in Medina as well, but like Italo had three 17th. So at a certain point, if everyone's picking Medina and you actually don't know what everybody else is picking, but you're going to have to take a chance at, at some point. So I'm a big fan of like, at pipe, let's say like, of course, John, John, but Jeremy Flores, I think would be a solid pick or Jack Robinson, Seth, Seth Moniz would be a solid pick. But if everybody piles on and one of them loses, we will whittle it down pretty quickly. I guess lastly, people can find you on Instagram at surf underscore league. Yep. And then the website is up and running. How long do people have to sign up and make sure that they put in their surfers for pipeline? Yes. So uh, waiting period starts December 8th and we're going to be taking entries up until December 7th at at midnight Pacific time. And what's the easiest way to do that? Go to the website. Yeah. Go to the website, survival-league.com. Also Google it. And then you'll just do a, do a buy-in there um, for, for $20 and you'll be, you'll be entered to win. And then you'll get emailed a password to, to make your pick for, for pipe. Okay, Rod, sounds fun. And it'll be interesting to see the new WSL one. And with the death, unfortunately, of Fantasy Surfer, which was also very fun, but both of those systems are pretty complex. So this one makes it simple. And it's kind of like something new and fresh, the rebel tour of the whole fantasy world. And I think it's nice to see something new. So I applaud your whole effort and this whole new league. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I think there's room for doing both. Like the the, the nerds who really love WSL fantasy and, and fantasy surfing in general, they, they can definitely do both. Um, and then fantasy surfer did say, I think two days, days ago that they're shutting it down, but just about late last night, they said on Twitter, rumors of our demise are false. Looking forward to seeing your teams and picks when trading reopens next week. We're excited to end 2020 on a high note. Oh, that's sick. All right, cool. Yeah. That's epic. I saw that tweet from Ray uh, Bergman that said that they were kind of done. So it's stoked to have them back. Now we have three options to play with, which is great. Exactly. Sick. Well, I appreciate your effort with this website, making things simple. I look forward to trying it out. And if you have any more things that you would like to plug for people to go find you, let us know here. 
Yeah, no, I think that's it. Just survivalleague.com. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and um, I'm frothed. Thanks for having me on the Frothcast. Okay, interesting. Thank you so much, Taylor, for the interview, your time, and your insight. I look forward to checking this game out, and I hope you guys can as well. May the games begin. Moving forward, we have a special guest. If I look back at the past five episodes of the Frothcast, I've had some great chats and calls with some classic characters, and I've loved them all just the same. However, one thing is clear. It's been a freaking sausage fest up in here. A full-on dude cruise with too many dicks on the dance floor and too much testosterone on my pizza. But that is all about to change, and I couldn't be more excited to welcome my next guest. My homegirl Alex, better known as Boom Shakalaka on Instagram, is a fellow frother, surf nerd, pizza addict, and a true professional when it comes to having a good time and looking damn good while doing so. Alex and I first met in Venice ages ago and have continued our parallel vagabond quests, combing the globe for pizza and romance from Hawaii to New York, where she currently resides. When thinking about my love life, I can't help but think of Sinead O'Connor's song entitled Nothing Compares to You when she states, Tell me, baby, where did I go wrong? Classic song. As my quest for answers continues to pump through the longest barrel section of all time, I thought I'd call up an expert and get her opinion on how not to date a surfer. Yeah, I'll just pretend I'm calling you and we'll just get straight into it. Okay. All right. So it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, boom. What up? How are you? Mushy, mushy. You NY Mert. What's going on over there? You know, the huge. Yeah. You've been surfing at all? No way. It's so cold. I don't know. I'm not into ice cream barrels. I'm into soft serve. I hear that. I'm a reptile myself. Warm water for life. But. I guess better question, what's the Zaw life like out there right now? You've been eating pizza? You know that I'm a pizza aficionado. I mean, I've literally made love to a pizza in front of your face. Every Friday at 4 p.m., I have this deal. I go to Joe's, with my mask, and I walk in, and they give me my two slices and my root beer, and I go outside and do my thing. And it's perfect. It's so perfect. So New York. And it's the perfect cheese sauce crust ratio. God, you're making me hungry. And I'm actually going to get some pizza over here. But why don't we just YouTube this and say, let's get straight into it about the topic that you brought to me the other day, which is how not to date a surfer. (laughs) Don't do it, ladies. Don't do it. I think it's just funny. It's just funny to me as a woman who has lived in these beautiful locations and surfs and been around all these dreamy people, you know, there's this like idea that there's this guy and he's so hot and bronze and chiseled and gets so pitted and then he like gets spitted out and you're like, whoa, oh my God, panties wet, drop. And then he walks on the beach, but he's like barefoot and doesn't have a fucking car and like can't even buy you a fucking taco. So it's, it's kind of like a, it's the irony of how not to date a surfer, but I do have some ground rules. And, uh, that is number one rule kids. A surfer's first love is the ocean, the wave, las olas. If you are okay playing second fiddle 
to mother nature, then you're in. But if you can't, it's not the sport for you because dating a surfer is actually a sport. It's like, it is actually like surfing. It's like riding a wave of a person. God, I wonder how it is for guys. That's what I was going to say. You yourself being a surfer too. I was going to ask you if you've dated somebody who wasn't a surfer and something that they were surprised by your like surf antics saying, sorry, I'm late. The waves were good or whatever. Oh God, I dated this guy. Such a kook. Went to Tulum. There's no waves in Tulum. So after a week, I was like mega bored. But then I saw windsurfer, kite surfing. I go to my dude and I was, hey, let's try this kite surfing thing. And he was, he said, I'm just going to read my Kindle. I'm over here, like banana beach boom. And this dude is trying to read his Kindle and I'm trying to get boosted off of like Tuluminati waves. <laughs> like, I knew at that moment that we were a mismatch. Um, I've definitely run, come from the city and been late to meet people and shown up and had sand come out of my hair <laughs> or been like, wa- had water drip out of my nose. I was going to ask you about that. I can't remember if it was me or somebody else, but they were doing the horizontal mambo, should we say? And it was post-surf nasal drip <laughs> mid-session. Like, has that ever happened to you? It's so gnarly. <laughs> yeah. It also happens a lot in yoga. Mount Vesuvius just spilling out. Yeah. So what's the vibe out on the North Shore right now? Like, is it popping? Are the honeys, honeys cruising? Is it like all the old days? Well... We're not here to talk about my dating life or lack of it. That's why I'm calling you because I want to talk to the expert. (laughs) Um, I'm sure a lot of guys out there as well as girls are just wondering, like, what is it? Like you said, it's ironic that a surfer's first love is the ocean. Okay, perfect example. You wake up in the morning very early. You want to get frisky. It's a little motion in the ocean of the bedroom and you start going. But oh, wait, there's waves? Gotta go. Like, that is just so fucked up. I mean, I understand. I I do understand, but I don't. That's what I'm saying. If you don't mind playing second fiddle to the ocean. That's pretty extreme. I don't think I would ever do that. You're saying that if you had a girl in bed with you 7 a.m. and pipe was frothing going off and you had like a spot you wouldn't be like i gotta go not mid-session there's no way in hell i would ever do that plus i don't serve pipe one other way that you're equally as stoked for okay if gums was just like and i had a bedroom window looking out at perfect offshore gums and i was in the middle of getting a blowjob <laughs> getting a- and, the, and the girl's like going and you were like waves Girl, waves, girl. And you just like, your head wasn't in it because you were thinking, you were like, fuck, what do I do? And you knew you weren't going to get there. Would you dead it and go surf? I would say personally, I'd like to think that I would not because I do realize that, yeah, that's absolutely fucked. And also I realize like there will always be more waves. Who knows if I'll ever find another lover again, especially now with this. <laughs> You'll always find another lover. Another thing that you have to be wary of is exhaustion. Surfing is tiring. If you're trying to date a surfer, you just need to know that he's like trying to surf, snack, and then nap. Maybe surf again, snack, and then maybe like check his Instagram and then like snack and then surf again. That is very good advice because it's really true. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) I don't advise falling in love with a man because he's a good surfer. (laughs) Because ladies, 
turn the volume up for this one. Skills in the water do not equal skill in life. Let's like go with some values like honesty, sense of humor, solid financial situation, maybe a home, like a house, a roof, intelligence, um, stable, not, not having a drug problem. Like these are all things that are really important. And, um, but you know, if you do fall in love with someone and he happens to love the ocean as I do, then you have to understand that love and respect that love and respect that it's really an intimate thing. It's like a really beautiful, intimate thing between a person and the, and the water because for everyone it's different and that's a relationship in itself. Yeah. And I also see that it can be a form of free therapy for either the husband or wife when things are getting a little chaotic in the house. Hey, I'm sipping out. I'm going to slip out for a surf and clear my mind. For me, it's like an escape. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I dated a surfer and we surfed together, but it wasn't fun for either of us. He just wanted to go get waves and not worry about what I was doing. And I just wanted to surf and not worry about what he was doing or try and keep up with him or feel pressured to like get where he was. And like, but I understand that like, it's nice if couples can do things together, but it's also really nice when they can, you know, separate and honor that space. And I will say like, I've enjoyed dating someone who doesn't surf, but they have knowledge about surf history and surfing and they understand how important it is to me. And I value that even more because somebody talking to me about, hey, like, remember when Andy won this event or when Kelly was doing this or I love John John. I'm like, how do you know these people? That's sick. Like to me, that's a turn on. <laughs> so funny. I don't even know what that would feel like because for me, I guess as a girl, I find it so unsexy if a man doesn't surf. And it's weird because a, a, a guy who surfs can date a girl who doesn't surf. But a girl who surfs can't really mess with. That's so interesting. That's a really funny paradox. Okay. So what kind of surfer do you like nowadays? There's so many. There's athletic professional surfers where you got clean cut button ups. You got the hipster living in a van, single fin, twin fin style. And then you got the jabroni. What, what kind do you normally go for? Oh, my God. The wave storm warrior? Stop. Get out of here. Go home. Pack your van and go. <laughs> no, no van life, guys. I'm sorry, but I have an ex-boyfriend somewhere on the North Shore living in his van. Have you ever met a girl out in the water? Yeah, I've met a few out in the water. But me personally, I feel like a few years ago when there weren't as many female surfers in the lineup, I didn't want them to feel like I was trying to hit on them. That's obviously like they're in an environment where it's mainly dudes. So I'm sure it must feel a little bit weird at first. Like I never want them to feel uncomfortable in the lineup. So um, usually tend not to like say what up because I just don't want to come across like a full creep ball. Yeah, it sucks. Don't do it. So you're telling guys out there if they see a girl in the lineup, don't say what up. Just be friendly, like smile, but don't try to chat their ear off. Yeah. It's super annoying because you know what we're worrying about, guys? We're worrying about getting away, being in the right spot, not getting snaked. If our boobs are going to stay in our bikini top, <laughs> it, there's a lot going on in there. So like when somebody hits on you or like tries to talk to you, it's just distracting. Also, I really, really hate it. I really don't like it when people get like think that it's okay to like shout out or like a tip or like tell me to go for a wave or something. 
really bothers me. I don't think that if I was a man and I was sitting out here, you would yell at me onto a wave. If we were in a heat, <laughs> I'm going to select the wave that I would like to, to paddle for and like go for it. Like, I don't need you to tell me. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And that happens a lot in the water. Yeah, I understand. It's kind of passive aggressive by being like. It's passive aggressive and it's, and it's, it gives me anxiety because it's just like, what, what? Am I missing something? And I don't know. I guess it makes me feel like I don't know what I'm doing, which is a bummer because I like to think I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So what can guys do when they're in the lineup to make women feel comfortable in the lineup and just write their number on the back of their surfboard? I'm just kidding. Just be cool. Smile. Have a good time. Don't drop in on girls or anyone. Don't ever drop in on someone. I never did a kook. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. What are some parting words, some positive affirmation, some hope that we can give for surfers and non-surfers alike finding romance in the ocean or out of the ocean? I would say this. Surfing and love are symbiotic because you have to have the courage to paddle out. You have to have the courage to like go for someone. You have to have the heart and soul and passion to like do that. And you have to be brave and to, to commit and drop in. And like, if you meet someone that you really dig, just fucking go for it. Drop in, bottom turn that bitch and like, and have some heart and soul and like take some of that essence of surfing and apply it to the way that you treat humans. I really love that. And to you, I wish you many of land and water barrels, Boom. Once again, Alex at Boom Shakalaka on Insta. Any parting words from you? Live long and prosper. Enjoy the journey. Mega shakas and aloha. Wow, Boom. On behalf of all my listeners and I, thank you so much for that insight and good time. I've learned so much and you've given my quest some new hope. Let's all take a chance on romance, my friends. I wish you all love, and I hope you find what you're looking for. Mental Minutes with Metal Meehan. Are you sick and tired of your local break being bombarded by clueless, crock-wearing Costco kooks? Fear no more, you frothy fucks. Papa Meehan has your back your balls, and your mammary glands. Word on the street is that Wave Shits Storm is hiring a new warehouse guy. Ever heard of a sleeper cell? Me neither, but Hendo tells me it's when you infiltrate an organization undercover and just like Medina, strike when they least expect it. Ah. My plan? To have all their fins manufactured backwards and send the flock of Varney's spinning into a tumultuous tornado of confusion, despair, and eventually hatred for surfing. Let's call these jabronis now and see if I can get the gig. Boom! Yeah, guten tag and danke for calling the Vav Storm. This is Hans Achmedich speaking. Hans what? Hans Achmedich, how may I help you, sir? What the hell? Okay, Mr. Hans Ahmadi, the name's Metal Man, and I'm calling about the job application in the warehouse. When do I start? Well, 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 isn't someone a little cocky? First, 
Do you have any experience in managing the best surfboard factory ever? Look, dude, I don't know how they do it in Nutsylvania or wherever the hell you are. But yes, matter of fact, I was the lead manager at Burlington Coat Factory for six years and head foreman in Narlington Pants Warehouse for an additional 12 years. Ich, ich, ich never heard of this Narlington. Okay, well then, do you surf? Do you go over the falls, Barney? Excuse me? Oh, um, yeah, Over the Falls with the Barney. It's a kid's book about surfing safety, which actually, now that you mention it, should be required reading for all wave storm riders. Hmm, okay, I shall read this. Anyhow, Mr. Metal, looking over your resume now, and this looks surprisingly wonderful. I must ask, though, you sound like a pretty, how should I say, metal dude. What makes you interested in working for such a traditionally non-core company as Wave Storm? You aren't a spy or anything like that, are you? Well, sir, in all honesty, I'm not as hard as I often come across to be. Ever since I was a little boy, I looked up to guys like Laird Hamilton, Guy Fieri, Keanu Reeves, Kate Bosworth in Blue Crush, and Chad Kroger from Nickelback. You see, these icons embody what wave storm life is all about. Shredding those rip currents and ripping those high tides. To quote my homie, Miley, it ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. I'm ready to climb with wave storm if you'll have me, sir. Mine got me, Mr. Metal. You had me at hello. Guess what? You're hired. Yes! Come by the office Monday and pick up your security badge and free employee t-shirt made by Affliction, of course. Fuck yeah! See you then, Barney. And cha-cha, yeah, bye, Barney. There you go, dudes. Phase one of Operation Wave Storm Takeover is complete. Stick around the next few episodes and see if I can start sending things into a literal tailspin. This is one freak set you ain't gonna want to ditch. Later, kooks. Metal Minutes with Metal Mehan. All right, we're back with Metal Mahosler. He's joining us for the listener question segment. Mr. Mahosler, how are you doing? Good. We got, a, we got a question from our buddy Milby at Alden. Milby, again, he asks, who would you rather spend the day with, Kelly Slater or Laird Hamilton? I've met both. I've spent a little bit more time with Laird shooting a project a while back. And actually, he's really cool. He gets a bad rap, you know, just because, you know, everyone loves to hate him. And I've met Slater briefly in passing, not like he knows me or anything. But, you know, he seems like a nice guy. But the surf grom in me probably would say Slater because um, look at him. Slater's in Bali right now. He's been there for a month and a half. I mean... Man, I'm going to have him talk to my wife and say, hey, you got to send over Metal Meehan to, to Bali with me for the next month and a half because I want to see him pull off that miracle. Okay, touche. I think I would say Slate Dog as well. I mean, the places he's been, they've both probably surfed equally as good as Waves. But I mean, look at Slate Dog when he does that bending backwards thing. To be able to do that and smell your own butthole, that would be pretty sick, don't you think? I don't even want to go there. <laughs> Smell your own butthole? I mean, don't you do that every night when you change your underwear? 
<laughs> pretty much skid row skid marks yeah yeah you know it um all right well next question comes from our buddy at la underscore melza this is my buddy dave who we had a great night with one time at hanano in venice oh love dave He's asking about your backpacks, which are now called Stratus Goods Co. And he says, quote, will your solar backpacks charge my eco-friendly pleasure toy if I want to climax significantly after a long hike? You're a freak, Dave. You're an absolute freak. I love you, buddy. But don't tell me that your personal life stuff anymore. It's disturbing. If it has a USB port, it will charge it. Now, folks, don't write me and tell me what you're going to do with the charging devices. I don't give a shit. I just want to make the cheddar and be a friend of the environment. That's why we make solar backpacks. Yeah, I, I, I just puked in my mind. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that, David. Um, moving on to another homie of ours, at Shan Man Waller asks, when did you first realize you were special? You know, I think it was that first time that I put my fins in backwards and still ripped on a wave. <laughs> oh, that is a special moment. Uh, I guess I could answer Shannon's as well. Yeah, I would probably say I have had similar experiences putting my fins in backwards. And I think recently I'm realizing I can't hear anything. I can't see anything anymore. So it's pretty special powers to have when someone says hi to you and you can't even recognize who it is. I guess that's um, the opposite of having eagle eyes. It's like having sloth eyes. So that's pretty special. And man, that sucked for you. I remember that time when the Victoria's Secret models were trying to get your attention and you're like, hey, what's going on over there? And I was like, oh, nothing, man. <laughs> Just keep walking. I got one last question for you, Mr. Metal Mahosler. How does one aspiring to be as metal as you, how can they start on a journey of metaldom to get core like you, my friend? They can't. You either have it or you don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you're, you, just give up. You know what if you got it. If you don't have it, then you know what? It, it is what it is. Just accept defeat. All right, dude. Well, uh, give up on trying to be metal, everybody else, because we got the world's number one metal dude here, Mr. Metal Meehan. Thank you for joining us with the questions. We're going to see you next time on the Frothcast. Say your goodbyes, my dude. Oh, dudes. Thank you so much. You're welcome for my metalness world. Oh, I love you all. Rock on. Wow, my friends. Is it time to go? I hope not, but I think so. I can't thank you all enough for sitting here and listening to me flap, 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 jibber, jabber. It's been a good time, and I really appreciate it. Also, thank you so much to the last episode, whoever your name is, under the guise of boner city on the apple podcast app for the epic review <laughs> i really appreciate the review it was awesome to see so if you guys haven't already please listen to what my assistant gunther here is about to tell you please subscribe rate and review the frothcast on itunes apple podcast spotify soundcloud the red tube or wherever you get your podcasts all right. Thank you for that, Gunther. Do whatever he just said. And thanks again for listening, guys. It's been epic. I don't have a tune to send you out this week, but I will just say thank you. Have an amazing rest of your day. And we'll chat next time. Goodbye. Do you like drinking? Do you like Earth? You all about that health life? 
Well, you can combine all those when you crack into a cold and refreshing June Shine Hard Kombucha. Frothcast listeners get 20% off this little liquid legend when you type in this together, all caps at checkout. Tasty, organic, and sustainable, Juneshine has got my seal of approval. Juneshine, honest alcohol for a healthier planet. Restrictions apply. Must be 21 or older, and please drink responsibly. Yes! Yes! Perfect.